This is Free Talk Live. Dial in, toll free, take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you'd like. 855-450-FREE is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website. Just head over to freetalklive.com. And you can actually control the content on the site. What you see there, placed by listeners like you. The items that are going down the main page, they have votes next to them. And the number of votes is dependent on you. Whether or not you want to go and participate on the site is up to you. You can go and actually influence what appears on the front page. You can submit new stories yourself. You can vote on the ones that are already there. And of course, the most important place to vote is the upcoming stories page, which is where all the new stories go to that have just been submitted to the site. They are awaiting a certain number of votes in order to be promoted from the upcoming stories page to the main page of the site. So head over and get interactive at freetalklive.com. With you in studio tonight, it's Ian. Oh, Johnny Ray. For whatever reason, I did not turn your mic on. Let's try that again. You say your name again. <laughs> I'm Ian. Johnny Ray. <laughs> Mark. one 450 free So, you know, last night we talked about a heroic young lady that uh, we talked in great detail about her and her friends who are fi- going to prison uh, in the Northwest because they refuse to talk to a grand jury. And this is a week full of heroes. Uh, the New Jersey weed man is back in the news. Now, the weed man we've been talking about for, uh, I guess... A long time on Free Talk Live. We haven't covered him in depth in recent years, I don't think. But it's been I, a little while. I feel like we had him on at one point in the past. Yeah, like, I think we did. Yeah, and we may end up having him on again. Uh, I am in discussions with uh, Jim Babb, who is an activist out of the Philly area. Right. Saw Jim's update on Facebook this morning. He said that he had gone to the courthouse uh, to support New Jersey weed man who is on trial. Again, we'll explain what's going on with him in a moment. But uh, Jim Babb was there doing jury nullification outreach. And the sad news is Jim was the only one there doing jury nullification outreach. In what is a very important case, in a case in which, you know, New Jersey weed man is, his freedom is on the line. Possible 10 years in prison, I believe, is what he's facing. For, of course... What do you think it is? Weed. Weed. Right. And uh, it's New Jersey where the trial's going down. Mount Holly, the location. The uh, news is from phillyburbs.com. The fate of medical marijuana patient New Jersey weed man, or rather NJ weed man, will now be in the hands of a second Burlington County jury this fall after a superior court judge Tuesday morning denied the activist's motion for acquittal on drug distribution charge stemming from a 2010 arrest. Ed Fortune Whose claims, uh, who claims dual residency in Pemberton Township and Los Angeles, is excited to get another day in court to bring his case before a new jury. He tried unsuccessfully to withdraw the motion for acquittal before Tuesday's hearing, but Judge Charles Delaney heard oral arguments anyway, saying, Enough is enough of Mr. Fortune's nonsense. Fortune and his supporters' activism during the May trial, including placing pamphlets about jury nullification on cars parked in the jury parking lot and giving an interview within earshot of a deliberating juror, did not go unnoticed by the judge who chided the defendant for his, quote, persistent attempt to somehow scuttle the judicial process. The judicial process. Notice he didn't say the he should have said the legal process instead of the judicial process, because this, this process has nothing to do with justice. 
Right. Their process is about uh, going after peaceful people and putting right. them in cages. I mean, this process is about keeping people who have grown a plant, uh, a dried plant, in their possession. Uh, if this was any other plant, it wouldn't be any kind of big deal. I mean, I've got tomatoes growing at my house. I pick them up. I, uh, you know, we, we go pick them. We share them. We do whatever we want. Nobody, there's no laws regarding this, and there doesn't need to be. On Tuesday, Delaney, the judge, denied the motion. He said, despite his opinion that a new trial is unlikely to produce a different outcome. This is interesting. So he was, uh, he had a hung jury previously mm-hmm. on these charges. That's why they're retrying him. The judge actually is saying here that it's the opinion of the judge that a new trial would not result in a different outcome. The judge believes that the next jury will also hang. Hmm. But at the same time, the judge says that the state's evidence is sufficient to sustain a conviction and a new trial is warranted. So they're just putting him through the ringer because they can. All the money that it goes into dumping these, right. uh, you know, dumping into this, it's not, it's just not cheap and... It's crazy. You know, I can't. I can't comprehend the the, the, the that decision at all. I'm flummoxed. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's just going to give it a go. Why not? Ah, we're probably you know, nothing different's probably going to happen. We're going to hang another jury, but pff, it's not like it's our money. We'll just go ahead and spend all the money and time to try you again, Mister Fortune, and then we'll see what happens. Just going to roll the dice on another jury and see what happens because they can. Because it's not their money. No one's putting up money from their side. They're forcing the taxpayer at the threat of throwing them out of their houses. Yep. That's what a tax. That's what a property tax bill is. They're threatening them and saying we're going to use our your money for whatever we want. This is justice in America. Fortune, who faces up to five to ten years, or excuse me, five. They, they write up to five to ten years. Shouldn't it be five to ten years? Or up to 10 years if convicted, was first tried last May with the Burlington County well, jury. I think you would say up to 5 to 10 in this case because that's a uh, range that they could do. Um, some states will, rain, will, will sentence you, you know, 5 to 10. They did convict him, by the way. The previous jury convicted him of possession of marijuana. However, the uh, panel was split 7 to 5 in favor of acquittal on the more serious distribution charge and could not reach a unanimous verdict. So it sounds a lot like what happened with our friend uh, Weta Claus here in New Hampshire. Now, Weta Claus doesn't have the same national renown that uh, N.J. Weedman does. N.J. Weedman has been in the news for public marijuana use slash disobedience and trials and such for uh, well over a decade that I can recall. This is the first I'm learning about uh, N.J. Weedman. The guy's a hero all the way. And uh, the, What's his case about? There's more to I his mean, story. He, had uh, bone can- he has bone cancer? I'm not certain, uh, but uh, there's there's more to his story about what happened to him out in uh, in California, California, where they screwed him over, the state screwed him over out there. Uh, but uh, anyway, they've been coming after him for a while because he's a he's the face of the New Jersey kind of uh, decriminalization slash legalization uh-huh. movement. And so, of course, you know, if you make yourself a, a target in these areas, especially in ending the war on drugs, the uh, power of the state will find inevitably find its way around to uh, to to you. That's what happened with Mark Emery. I mean, there were dozens yes. of people selling uh, seeds from Canada and countries abroad into the United States, but only one speaking out publicly and spending millions of, of the the money that he earned on legalizing marijuana. Right. I mean, he was an activist, and the government only went after one of them. Delaney uh, declared a mistrial on that count. That is the account of uh, distribution. And Assistant Deputy Public Defender Donald Ackerman, who assisted Fortune in representing himself at that trial, filed the motion for acquittal. Fortune, however, wanted another trial, opposing his own attorney's motion. 
So Fortune really wants to get a jury to find him not guilty. And I hope that he gets what he's looking for. I do too. Because it would be a real, it'd be a great slap in the face uh, for this court system when this judge could have taken that motion for acquittal and just called it, you know, oh, well, you know, seven out of five said you were innocent. So we're just going to go ahead and call this innocent. Dismissed with prejudice. Have a nice day. Move on with your life. But no, he's going ahead, even though he doesn't think the verdict will be any different and scheduling a trial. I hope that 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 jury throws it right back in that judge's face and the prosecutor's face and uh, and finds him not guilty, which would be a huge win, be a huge win for the decriminalization movement and Ed himself. So the jury has to come to a conclusion. Uh, full on 12 full on, to 0, not guilty. In either way, yeah. Correct. So uh, he opposed his attorney's own motion. Fortune, who returned to California after his May trial, did not attend Tuesday's hearing. He was frustrated when the judge did not allow him to attend via telephone, but pleased with the outcome. He said that uh, we as Americans are taught when we are, when accused we have a right to trial, but in reality... The system does everything it can to prevent a citizen from going to trial. The, gol- uh, the Goliath of government is always bullying citizens into plea bargains, etc., or dismissing the case after destroying the citizen's life. I'm different. I want a trial. And good for him. And if yep. only more people would take that position, would take the position that we need to have people go to trial, you and I need to go to trial when the government comes after us with something so they can prove their case... Hopefully in front of a jury, but even if it's not in front of a jury, at least then they have to spend the time and the resources on making a case. Lots of time, they don't even have a case. 855-450-FREE. More about Ed's case, uh, don't take a plea deal, etc. Whatever's on your mind, too. 855-450-3733. Bitcoins are a great idea, but you can't actually buy anything with them. Pish posh. Go to btcbuy.info. You can buy whatever you want from Amazon, including gift cards, Newegg, ThinkGeek, Barnes & Noble, and Sears. Use your digital currency for what it was made for, buying things. You can refill your phone credits. They're as anonymous as it gets. Orders are processed fast, and FTL gets a cut. There's even a video to show you how it works. btcbuy.info. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll free, 855-450-FREE. Sickle CAI toll free line. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features free. We've got the mobile site. You may listen via your smartphone at m.freetalklive.com. Amazonmobile.freetalklive.com. We have the links there to the broadband, midband, and narrowband versions of the show. Uh, you can tune into whichever one is best fits your internet connection speed. In addition, you'll also find a link to our listen line, the phone number that you can dial. Say you don't have a data connection, or perhaps you're on a phone that is not actually a smartphone. Uh, You can still listen through your phone's phone connection, and the phone number for that is listed over at m.freetalklive.com. Of course, it's all free. freetalklive.com. 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number here. Free Talk Live is brought to you by The Free State Project, your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime. It's here in New Hampshire with others who think like you. That is, if you think like freedom, if you like the ideas of liberty, if you understand that in order to be free, you must allow others to also be free. If you're one of those folks like we are, then you should consider making the move to New Hampshire. Ron Paul loves the Free State Project. Uh, Mark, during your interview of Ron Paul, which uh, we were finally able to perform on Friday uh, afternoon, you were because I was unable to make it due to the TSA holdup situation. 
But uh, during the interview of Ron Paul, he actually said that he loves the idea of the Free State Project. Yeah, he th- thinks that, uh, you know, basically that uh, there should be competition in the ideas, uh, area of uh, ideas around freedom. And uh, that the Free State Project is a great idea in that area. And I have to agree. I am interested in the other ideas. Uh, you know, what out there is a good idea? Because a lot of this stuff has been tried and trying the same stuff over and over again yeah. and expecting different results. Not a good idea. I mean, it doesn't work. I'm interested in good ideas, too. I want to know what the best option for liberty is out there in the world and then pursue that because it's really important to me. Uh, obviously, I've dedicated my professional and personal lives uh, to that goal. And uh, so right now, I think the Free State Project is the best option on the table. Maybe there will be something better in the future. But for now, that's what we've got. And that's why I've picked up my life from Florida and made the move here. You can go to freestateproject.org. Learn more. There's the 101 reasons there uh, to move to New Hampshire, and I think you'll find them very persuasive. Once again, freestateproject.org. I think the Free State Project is the most credible because there's there's real things it's a track record. Here. Exactly. Yeah. As I, right. It's not just an idea. It's not something pie in the sky. It's something tangible. There really are over 1,000 people here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. There are over 12,800 people who've signed up to make the move, and we want to reach 20,000. So we've got a little ways to grow, uh, and we can make it happen with your help. And the more people that we have here, the better off it's going to be. There's some conversations actually going on right now at the Ron Paul Forums about the Free State Project and Ron Paul endorsing the Free State Project. And, uh, you know, typical, the typical excuses are kind of uh, coming up. Uh, you know, so one, one guy said something to the effect of, well, uh, I think we need to work to free our own areas. And I agree with that completely. You know, free your own area. That'd be great if that was a system that was likely to work. I mean, you know, that it's not like people, it's not like there haven't been liberty activists all around trying to do this in the past. I'll agree with you. There certainly are more. But... I mean, aren't you trying to convert people in your area to the ideas of liberty? If so, you believe that the concentration of activists is important. If you believe that the concentration of activists is important, then why not concentrate yourself? I mean, would you welcome a liberty activist to your area? Yeah, and how how often is that happening in your area? Yeah, by the but, way, but I mean, ask yourself that: would you would you welcome uh, you know an, uh, an amazing active liberty activist to your area to come help you with the ideas of liberty? If so, then you think it's a good idea for somebody to pick up and move their life for liberty. If you've got a business or a family or you know some kind of allergic reaction to snow or whatever it is that you might have, I get it. But to downplay the Free State Project and a good idea because you have these kind of other uh, you know, reasons for not going, that's just disingenuous. Let's go to Cody. He's listening in nearby Maine, Portland. Cody, you're on Free Talk Live at the end. Johnny Ray and Mark. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, Cody. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I want to talk to you guys. Uh, I'm, I've never been more embarrassed to live in the state of Maine right now. There's a story. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's, uh, it's about this dance instructor who uh, got busted in a prostitution uh, ring. Judge reverses self in Maine prostitution case. Yeah, we've seen it. I have not heard of that. I mean, all I know is Johnny Ray brought the story in for uh, the show tonight. I don't know anything else about it. We got it for show prep. What happened, Cody? I can can explain it, and it's blown up over the past couple weeks. Uh, What happened is this uh, Zumba dance instructor... Uh, she she was running a prostitution ring, and the police the police found out. I get I guess it wasn't like a big secret, so the police find out mm. they bust her, 
And it wasn't enough that she has to go to jail uh, because they found they found a client list of oh. over 150 names. Uh, so everybody in the media finds out that there's this client list out there, and they have to know everybody's name. Why? Because there's juicy names on the list. I bet right? there are. So, lots of juicy names. Politicians, so uh, business leaders. Politicians, lawyers. Yep. And I don't know who's going to defend the lawyers in court. But uh, so yesterday, yesterday the list got out, mm. and um, I, I, I produced one of the morning shows at uh, one of the stations in Portland, WGAN, one of our affiliates. Yes, yes, it is. And I've never been so upset at how much this. This is the quote. This is fun. This is fun. And 150 reputations were ruined this morning. Oh. There's already people talking about how they've had to quit their jobs because of this. Uh, on top of that, this is the best part. This is where it gets really good. There's people, uh, because the, the, they released part of the list, and it was just uh, first and last names. Uh, some people called in, uh, and they're like, hey, that's my name, but I didn't have sex with this girl. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. My wife, my wife left me. I don't know what to do. So here's wow. their solution. This is, the, this is their wonderful solution, right? They say, oh, uh, well, they're easy fix. We should give their addresses, too. That's not an invasion of privacy. Not that the list, you know, that th- this is none of our business. Wow. It's that we need to know the addresses, too. And I've just never... Was this the morning so show on WGAN doing this, or like every news organization uh, in uh, well, in Maine? I, I, I know personally the morning show has... Some, some of the papers have decided not to release, release the list. Some of them have. I know the TV stations have been talking about it. Um, it's, I saw it's it on Google News. And I don't know if people are just, like, proud that a story from their home state is, like, national, but, like, real people are getting hurt. Like, they're, they're losing their reputations, oh. and it really upsets me that this is just, like, a fun thing right now. Right. Because it's bad to have a prostitute. It's bad to uh, go out and engage in consensual, voluntary business with another individual to trade uh, something for services rendered, as though that's there's something wrong well, with that. I, I don't think it's a good idea to cheat on your spouse if that's well, the agreement you have. Well, all those clients aren't necessarily no, cheating. Right? And I think that single people that don't have an agreement with somebody else should absolutely be able to pay other single people or people that have agreements with their spouses to you know do work. And if that work, all work's done with your body. And I don't understand why one type of work is, uh, you know, prohibited and others isn't. What, hey, Cody? Can you stick with us a little bit here, and uh, we'll talk further? Because I'd like to know what the response has been. I mean, if you're producing the morning show, you're probably screening a bunch of calls yeah, and I'll, stuff like that. I'll so, yeah, hang on. More with Cody uh, out of Portland. Eight five five four fifty free. One eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You can join us here. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Your thoughts on prostitution? Certainly, would love to hear those. It's free talk live. Technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com.
This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. Toll free, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And you can join us online over at freetalklive.com. Webcam is there. You can watch, listen, and interact. The chat room is available on the same exact page as the cam, so go to cam.freetalklive.com. It's free, like the rest of our site, cam.freetalklive.com. Tonight on the Edgington Post, I interviewed Larry Correa. This is the author of the Monster Hunter series, uh, specifically Monster Hunter Legion is out in uh, hardcover right now. And you can go hear the interview with this uh, you know, really great, popular, award-winning author, Larry Correa, uh, by simply going to our SoundCloud page. Go to freetalklive.com on the left-hand side. Uh, the SoundCloud links there, or you can just go to soundcloud.freetalklive.com. Yes, indeed. Let's go back to Cody. He's listening in Portland. And Cody, you uh, work for one of our radio affiliates, uh, the Portland Radio Group's WGAN, and uh, you are the pr- uh, producer, one of the producers for the morning show there. You said that recently there's yeah. been quite a bit of news blowing up uh, there in Maine, cross Maine, over a prostitution ring being broken up and 150 alleged client names coming out from the madam's alleged black book and that what you're seeing happen is news media even the the morning show that you work for they're outing people uh from this list even though mind you not a one of them has been convicted at this point right like these are 150 names they found in the possession of someone who was running a prostitution ring could have been a prospect right it could have been a prospect it could have been the guy that fixes the air conditioner i mean i don't know we don't know who those people are or what they've actually done right none of them have been convicted as far as i know they've sent out the summons i don't think there's been any court trials yet Mm -hmm. or any of that uh but they've gone ahead and already released the names um They've said specific names over the air. And uh, from, from what I've gotten from most of the callers this morning, uh, the argument has been, if you, don't, if you don't want your name in the paper, don't break the law. Oh and my they go goodness. on to say, well, well, your name goes in the police blotter if you do, if you do this. You know, if you let your dog loose or if, you're, if you break this law or that law. But it's mm. like, I, I'm just wondering, I mean, is that logical to say that that's right because the government does something wrong in a different situation, and no, because I, I I didn't I don't think I got one call of somebody asking, hey, um, maybe these people didn't do anything wrong. I think they've got the wrong idea uh-huh. of what victim means. A lot of people were saying the victim, uh, the wives of cheating husbands. Um, people assume that you're a victim if someone was mean to you or they hurt your feelings, uh, and yet and yet for some reason they have no problem with. Um, uh, basically, publicly outing uh, private people's specific names over a victimless crime. It's sad. It really is. I mean, as though there's some sort of uh, victim here. That when the, these cases go to trial, the victim's going to be the state of Maine. That's what's going to be written in the uh, the plaintiff column here because uh, there is no actual definable victim. No one complained about this. Uh, if anybody complained, it was the strip clubs in town or something like that. Well, the uh, reason that people are excited about this is because it's prurient. And it's exciting because it's prurient. It, there are lots of people that commit far worse crimes that harm people far more, uh, whose names don't reach this level of acclaim. Uh, for instance, you know, people who, you know, embezzlement and, you know, all kinds of white collar crimes sure. out there. These things just, they just don't go anywhere. They get, they get you know, settled. Right. Even thieves. Kind of I mean, real criminals, their names aren't put out there like this. Yeah, this is this is all about how exciting it is to talk about naked people doing it. I, hey, Cody, I had a question for you. Last segment, yeah, last segment, you gave us a quote. Uh, the quote was, "This is fun." Who said that? 
Uh, one of the one of the morning show hosts. I, I don't want to mention them specifically. I, I don't. I don't, don't want to sit here and you know trash talk the station I work for. Right. Um, <laughs> I, was just, I was just a little a well, little upset. Conservative morning how... shows are going to be what conservative morning shows are, right? I mean, I'm just going to yeah. go out on a limb and guess that's the uh, the bend of the morning show you work for. Uh, well, one of the hosts claims to be a liberal. Oh so yeah. <laughs> you, I, sa- I, you sound I'm, like you I'm doubt that claim. I'm pretty much by myself there. I gotcha. So, uh, okay, I have to admit that if I did come across this information, there would be some names I would release, but it would only be the politicians on the list who advocate against prostitution, who advocate for the prostitution laws. I would only release those names because they're hypocrites, and that would be something I would relish in. That's only fair. It's probably a good percentage of the list. I absolutely agree. <laughs> Cody, thanks for sharing your story, man. Uh, anything else you want to share? That's about it. Thanks for watching. Hey, what's your uh, what's your podcast? How do people go find it? Because you do your own uh, podcast. Uh, yeah, I do an internet radio show. It's called Off the Air Live. And they and, find uh, it. It's a at... libertarian comedy radio show. Awesome. I listened and I laughed, so uh, it's true. <laughs> that, that means a lot to me. Yeah. It just means you're, it just means he's kind of weird. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I'd be interested in knowing what he left. Did you hear that? Uh, did uh, I'd be interested in knowing what he laughed at? Thanks, Cody. I don't know. Where do my face. Where do people go to to uh, to hear your show? Uh, the, the website's offtheairlive.com. Great. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. Well, you know, I mean, if, if, somebody, if somebody claims to be doing a uh, comedy show, then it better be funny. Right? Agreed. And because if you're going to make the claim right up front, hey, this is a comedy show, then you better not... <laughs> Screw it up. The hardest thing with a comedy show is keeping it up. You know, I mean, yeah. it's 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 tough. Were you uh, just mimicking um, Ian's laughing? Yes, I was. Okay, that was that was funny. <laughs> Gene is on the line, also in Portland. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Gene. Good evening. Uh, I don't know if I could talk that last uh, discussion, <laughs> but uh, about 20 minutes ago, I was sitting at my desk listening to your show, and I think. This part of Maine just had an earthquake. Yes, apparently New Hampshire uh, received that earthquake as well. Those of us in the okay. studio here were pretty much oblivious to it. Uh, Mark, you yep. and, and Johnny Ray all said that maybe you thought a truck went by or something like that, but but that was about well, it. I, I completely I didn't thought, even notice. Yeah, I thought originally uh, I looked outside and I thought I saw like rumble, you know, dark clouds, but now it's crystal clear. But uh, I just talked to a friend of mine who lives up in Auburn, Maine. It's about thirty miles north of Portland. And they had same, <laughs> same rumbling. Yeah. Well, what I from what I understand, it happened somewhere near the border of, uh, I guess, New Hampshire and Maine. And there's apparently it was a four point five, which of course people in California are laughing right now as yeah. though it, it, it must have felt like a truck going by because I didn't notice it. <laughs> well, anyway, I thought I'd just call in. I, you know, I, I haven't seen. I tried logging on to some websites here in Maine, and they're down. So. <laughs> wonder if that might have anything to do with it. But anyway, Gene, hope that clears uh, it up for you. Appreciate the call tonight. 855-450-FREE. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, it happens sometimes. Sure. Uh, this isn't exactly the West Coast or anything like that, but uh, I know that when I was in jail last year, there was an earthquake at one point, and I didn't notice it either at that point because I was in jail. I mean, I 
pretty strong structure, probably not going to be shaken around too much. But, you know, a lot of these houses are older, and so maybe uh, it would be more noticeable. Uh, Dale, who is uh, one of the co-hosts of Flaming Freedom, had posted online about it, and he said that he was upstairs in his house. So maybe if you're higher up in a, a building, he says it's, if, you, if you are higher up in a building, you're more likely to notice it because of whatever wobbling slash shaking that, uh, that might transpire. It would seem like it. Yeah, yeah I'll buy that. Yeah. I was in an earthquake once in Okinawa. and How, how big? Oh, I don't remember. Okay. I think it was very, very small, and it woke me up in the middle of the night. It was on mm. the third floor of the building that I was in, and I think it made some noise, and that's what woke me up, and I felt it for a second. But the next morning, I, I may have forgotten it and, and just heard other people talking about it. You know, if an er- if a real earthquake ever struck the Northeast, it, there would be total devastation. Uh, yeah, but they're not prepared for right. it. They don't build buildings out here like they do out west. Yeah. When I when somebody talked when when you talked about the earthquake here, I felt like I hmm maybe I did feel a truck drive by or something like that earlier. But this is kind of one of those sort of eyewitness things mm, where it's uh-huh. like yes yes I experienced what you're talking about. <laughs> you just want to be in the club, I did, I, you know? <laughs> if somebody, I I I, I didn't ex, I, I didn't experience it because I didn't know what happened. Yeah. And Johnny Ray, you did or did not notice? No, I'm right, right at right in there with Mark. That okay. explains me exactly. I, I sort of rationalized or created something. Yeah, maybe it was there, maybe out. not. Yeah, we were. Completely, I was completely by. in the. I'm not even going to pretend as though uh, I knew anything happened. I had no idea. Eight five five four fifty free. But apparently, most everybody else noticed it. At least Facebook is a buzz about it. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You know, the Northeast, despite the bitter cold and uh, the occasional blizzard, is a relatively uneventful as far as natural phenomena uh, goes. Yeah. But every now and then something will happen, like tornado did down in Massachusetts. It tore the hell out of that place. More <laughs> um, coming up. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. Eight five five four fifty three. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and two XM channels. FTL's also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Head over, enjoy the features that we give to you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, one way to do it is by shopping. Now, we're getting into that holiday time of year. Halloween's coming up. And, of course, right after that, the uh, shelves will be stocked with Christmas things. Actually, in most cases, they start stocking it before Halloween. Uh, But uh, it's going to be that time. It's going to be really obvious that uh, folks are going to be doing their holiday shopping. Why bother with going out and getting you know into the lines, into the parking uh, situations? You're parking in a parking lot. You could get hit by somebody or worse. 
uh, it's a pretty, it's actually a dangerous thing to go out and go shopping. So stay in and get the prices a, are generally cheaper online anyway. Yeah, and get the shopping done through shop.freetalklive.com. That's shop.freetalklive.com. That's where you can enter Amazon and Amazon Canada, UK, as well as uh, Amazon US. We've also got new eggs in there as well. But uh, the best deal for us at least is Amazon. So if you've got something that you need to get, they probably have it. They sell all kinds of stuff, everything from their huge book selection to DVDs, hot new video games, but even old video games too. Johnny Ray, you've been looking at uh, Android games recently. I don't know if you can buy those at Amazon, but it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, I guess you probably have to get those to the Android store. But Android, Amazon certainly seems like they've got almost everything. I mean, you can get classic games used through Amazon. So even if you're not looking for something brand new, uh, you can get them used there, which is really cool. So head on over to shop.freetalklive.com. You were talking about uh, you've been on a quest, Johnny Ray, to find a decent Android game that you can really kind of sink your teeth into. That's right. Yeah, I, I have. I love games. And I got an Android two months ago. Mm. Been looking for a good game. Were you game. upgrading from a, like a non-smartphone? I had a a, 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 sh- a clamshell, gotcha. a flip phone mm-hmm. that I dr- dropped one too many times. Had to get a new phone. It it came apart. I had to get a new phone. Gotcha. So I got a Samsung. I got a Galaxy. Oh, one of the fancy new ones? Not the four, but the three. Gotcha. So I played a game called Symphony of Eternity, I think, that was a JRPG. Sounds cool. It had something interesting going on under the hood where you would, uh, with their class system, you would switch out these tablets between them. It was complex enough that that made it fun for a while. I think I'm almost done with it, but I don't think I'm ever going to finish the game mm. because the mostly the localization, you know what I'm talking about, the, the the localization of the game. What do you mean by that? Where they translate it, basically, but there's so much to a good translation that if you do it wrong, it sucks um, meaning that's actually there out of it. And I see. It, makes it, it just seems bland and strange at the same time. Hmm. So, so you're you, saying it was bad translation? Yes, I would say it was rudimentary. I see. But it didn't keep your attention. You are you you're not going to finish the game. It wasn't good enough to suck you all the way into it. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking for a great strategy game primarily. And you believe you found it. I've found a couple of contenders. I found the two best that that I've found so far and I can give both of them a thumbs up. All right. They're both clones. I'm going to start with one that is the Plants vs Zombies clone. You know if if you know if a game is uh is getting cloned, it's probably a good game. Like whatever the original game was? Yeah, I I'll agree with that. That seems logical. So, I don't know. I've never played the Plants vs Zombies one. It's a tower defense game. Have you ever played a tower defense game? Gosh, there have been some games like that for I a like long those. time. I like those. Tower defense is where you sort of plant these uh, you know, different types of towers in every areas, and then little zombies or critters or walk along a path, and you have to kill them before they get to home base. Right. Hmm. It's fun because it's defensive in nature. Makes you, it makes you, there are no moral qualms about it. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, apparently you, you have a lot more war, moral qualms when you play games than I do. Uh, so, and it's, it's, uh, there's resources involved, resource mm-hmm. management in these tower defense games. Mm-hmm. In Plants vs. Zombies, the conceit is that there is a zombie apocalypse happening, and the plants in your garden will protect your home from the zombies that come down these, these paths Sweet. towards you. So this game is called Humans vs. Aliens, I think. Got it. It might be Aliens vs. Humans. So basically they rip off the game design and probably not the code itself. They're probably coding the game from scratch, I would guess. 
but they just rip off the whole concept or borrow, I guess, is probably right. a better way to put it, uh, because there's no stealing in ideas. But uh, they borrow the concept and then they have to slap a different name on it for trademarking purposes. That's right. Uh, so this is called Humans versus Aliens. It could be called Aliens versus Humans. Mm-hmm. And I've forgotten a bit. I'm free 90. or like a dollar or two dollars. What's, what's the price point? Uh, you know what? Uh, I think you looked at that before, and what you I saw. I looked at the said, Zeno War one. The Zeno right, War. right, 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 right. That was a buck ninety nine. Now this is the other one you recommend, which is a uh, copy of XCOM. Uh huh. Zeno War is Zeno War is an XCOM clone. Now XCOM's a, a classic game that goes back to the, I believe, the early nineteen nineties. Uh, Mark, you missed out on this one being in prison uh, at the time, but uh, thanks for the nineteen ninety four. I think. Uh, yeah, and a great game, great turn-based strategy game where, you know, your turn goes, you get to move your guys around on different points on a map. Uh, they have, you know, a certain field of vision at which they can see enemies in front of them. Uh, but if, you know, obviously they're turned away from an enemy, you can't see where that enemy is, that kind of thing. And so then the enemy gets to go after your turn and, uh, you know, whoever lives the longest uh, essentially wins. But there's more to the game. That's just kind of like the the core of the game. There's also, like, you develop new alien, you, you know, you're, you're defeating aliens, so you're getting their technology, and you give it to your scientists, and they have to work to you know develop new guns and things like that for you, so you can kind of match the aliens' technology. It's a big, like it's a big concept game with a with a lot going on, and it's very difficult. Yes, in my opinion. Yes, you're right. That it had that macro level that was that was so great with the research, and you were and you were bringing back. Uh, Corpses to do autopsies and bringing back <laughs> weapons. It's a so great game. You, could, you could duplicate the weapons and use them. It for would yourself, be a good game today. I think. Up the odds. XCOM, I think the original XCOM. If you could get it today, you probably can. There's there are websites out there called abandonware sites, mm-hmm. and I don't know if XCOM is considered abandonware at this point. It it may not be, but. They, these abandonware sites actually collect old games, like it's the classic stuff you might remember from being younger. I mean, we're all Generation X here for the most part, and uh, I'm kind of on the very end of uh, of Generation X. But uh, you know, going way back to computers back when they were monochrome, back when it was uh, just a one color screen, basically black and then on. So uh, those kind of screens, those games. I mean, you can go and download those games today, and they have emulators and things like that uh, that'll allow you to actually play them. It's, it's called abandonware it's pretty it's pretty cool there's a website called gog.com stands for good old games i think you Is can that an get abandonware site there it might be free i know they have some free offerings actually i'm certain it's not but it's you could get xcom for a nominal fee and xcom what i wanted to say also about it was the tension in it it had that wonderfully tense music during mm. the tactical bits and it was really scary and the permadeath was big in the game and what do you mean by that permadeath permadeath basically if one of your squad mates went down he was down you could You're not getting them back. You could right. You could play a a. It was possible that that one of them could be rendered unconscious and slowly lose life if mm. you didn't finish the mission quickly enough. Then he would die. But right. also they could be killed outright. And when that happened, you could reload. But really, the game was about pressing forward because it would take too long, and and your guys were dying so often. You could buy them. They had a personality. They died. It was. It was bad. There wasn't much personality in the game, but you could name them whatever you these wanted. Great European names because the I, th- I thought you could name them what you wanted. You Maybe could, I'm misremembering. You, could. Oh, you okay. could, and people often and myself because like if you name him Johnny Ray and he dies, then it feels differently than if it's just the random uh, <laughs> European name or whatever that uh, Jacques. 
generated. Yeah, yeah you so, could have a guy that was that had survived a long time, had one, had awesome stats, really high rank, and, take and then out. one of those elite aliens would mind control him, and with a tear in your eye, you'd, you'd you have to you'd, take your own guy out. You with you'd put a hail fire <laughs> on having, him. He's having trouble even saying what. He's, <laughs> that it was obviously traumatic. It's a great green. I highly recommend it. So you're saying the Xeno War, Xeno War, Xeno War with it with an X, X E N O. It's a stripped down version of XCOM. It's very charming, but you got to pay two bucks to get it. Right. Yeah. Right. It I was, guess that's better than paying fifty five dollars or whatever the brand new games are going to cost. Because I guess there's a brand new version of you know 2012 edition of XCOM that's that's being re I guess being released. That's going to be speak. on a real console though. Right. Yeah. It's going to be something entirely different than an Android game. Well, I mean, it's not going to be that much different. Uh, I read a little bit about the the new version, and from what I understand, they actually stripped some features out compared to the original XCOM. So it almost sounds like it's been dumbed down a little bit, which is, you know, it sounds like something I don't want to be involved in. So, uh, you know, two bucks for the Android version versus 60 or whatever for the new version? If you're going to get one. No, you would. I'm going to have to challenge you on that. The strategy people that i've heard are happy with xcom okay this is from uh three moves ahead it's a podcast um you listen to gaming podcast yes i do uh, yes, you I are do. in the gaming <laughs> so the the demo i think created some consternation some concern but i think most people think it's a very strategy heavy game that you that that satisfies good to know 855-450-FREE Johnny Ray's Gaming Corner 855-450-FREE you can take control here and you can bring up anything that you want still to come here uh, we've got a ridiculous story about a man sentenced to a decade in prison for pictures I mean drawings hi I'm Derek J to me an activist's calling is to actively work to advance a cause the cause for which I work is personal freedom I believe my life is best when I engage in voluntary interactions and self-government. I reject the idea that anyone else has a higher claim to my life or my body than I do. I see people who call themselves the government as a threat to my personal freedom. I realize you may feel differently, but my relationship with the people who call themselves the government is completely involuntary. If Starbucks used some of its money to drop bombs, I wouldn't shop there. So why would I support the American empire? The empire does not require my consent. Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree, available now free in HD. See it now at VictimlessCrimeSpree.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number tonight for you, 855-453-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. With you tonight, it's Ian. Johnny Ray. And Mark. Once again, 855-450-3733. Still to come here tonight, uh, we get some ridiculous news. Uh, there, there's so much crazy cop stories, Mark, that you told me about during the break. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure where we're going to start, but uh, pick one. We'll get to it here in a, in a bit. Uh, but we're going to go to your phone calls first. We've got Justin on the line in Northport, Florida. Justin, you're watching via the cam at free at uh, cam dot free talk live dot com. Go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah, so uh, I was talking about intellectual property tonight. Um, okay. 
I guess the company I work for, they've, they've recently hired a new lawyer, and he's kind of on a patent spree. Okay. And it frustrates me a little because, well, first of all, I used to be, I used to really love patents. As a budding engineer, I always thought one day I'll have that one patent that makes me rich. I'll never have to work again. Mm. But unfortunately, I listened to you guys long enough that I've given up on that idea. <laughs> so, that must uh, be tough to get over. I wouldn't want to get over that idea. It's it, a nice dream. Was, what was that? I said it's a nice dream to have. I mean, who doesn't want yeah. that? Everybody wants to be rich. Yeah, I, I thought it would be nice, but then I realized it just wasn't really the right way to go about it and that ideas should be free. And uh, so some of the things they're trying to patent at work are just, some of them are just absolutely ridiculous things. Like just, what? We have, uh, I don't know how much I can talk about, but um, basically we have this station that we take to trade shows so that we can do some of our manufacturing. One of our manufacturing processes we can do in this uh, booth. Okay. And they want to patent the enclosure to it. It's literally a box with wheels. Wow. And they're trying to patent the enclosure to it. Now, why? See, this, the weird thing about this is, like, the people that spend time and effort on patents, why wouldn't you just spend the time and effort getting ready for the trade show? Why wouldn't you spend time and effort, you know, booking the next trade show? Or, you know, why not save the money you're spending on patent attorneys to try to protect the box in which your trade show is held? Uh, why not just spend that money somewhere else? Or better yet, put it away into, into savings. I mean, are you really... So concerned that somebody's going to borrow your idea for uh, for you know a, a wrapping or whatever for your your trade show booth. It's probably just a way of life for some people. It's their, it's an mo, and it's not something they think about a lot. Oh, we just got patent this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was I was recently in a meeting for some new things that we're working on, and one of the things that everyone goes to immediately is how can we patent this? But you know, the real kicker is that the product we make is a fairly simple product. It's ripped off by a hundred different companies. Mm -hmm. It's not patented because we've been making it too long, mm. and we're still the leader in the marketplace. How about that? When so did the patent expire? Do you know? Well, the company's been around since the '40s. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, um, you guys might know who we are. Um, I don't really want to say the name, but we make cups. Cups. And we're in Southwest Florida. Gotcha. Uh, oh, uh, I know what that is. Were the founders named Davis and Carter? Yeah. Okay. Now, anybody who has Google will probably figured this one out. Uh, that's neat. <laughs> I've been pretty fair. I used to go to school by that uh, that place. That's interesting. All right, small so, world. Yeah. Uh, thanks for uh, for sharing that tonight. And uh, what can you do? Right? I mean, patents uh, well, I have, exist. I have one more question, if you've got time. Yeah. Do you think it's right to get a defensive patent? Yes. What do you mean? Do you think it's right? Wait, Mark. What do you mean by yes? I don't. I'm confused. Okay. So a defensive patent is uh, essentially this. Uh, you know what? What I was attempting to do at one point or another with Free Talk Live. You talked me out of it because of one thing, and I'll explain okay. what that was. Um, and it's not a patent in this case. The intellectual property would be more like copyright or trademark or whatever. Um, is is that? You know, if for instance, uh, 
you know, we patented, we copyrighted Free Talk Live and the intellectual property that is that in order to prevent somebody else from copywriting it and then taking it away from us is the the idea behind it is uh, you you patent it in order that it cannot be taken from you you will not aggressively pursue anybody who gets the patent but i think that it's fine to put a patent on your idea and that way you prevent other people from stealing your idea from you how much you, can one of these sorts of things cost? There can be, you know, I mean, basically, I think you can do you can do all kinds of different things. I'd look on the internet for advice in that area. Um, LegalZoom.com will certainly make it relatively easy for you. I guess but, it would be. I assume it would be different for whatever the different kind of thing you were trying to patent would be. Am I yep. right or wrong about that, Justin? Do you know? I have no idea how much it costs. Luckily, the legal department handles that. I am confused, Mark. I have had a lot of uh, intellectual okay. property-based conversations with you over the years, and certainly we've had a number of callers, including Stephen okay. Stephen Kinsella. Uh, you never supported patents before. Stephen I, Kinsella supports um, defensive patents. Defensive uh, patents. So a defensive patent is, and let me re-explain because I know you were looking at the computer because the Free State Project has reached thirteen thousand. Um, and what a defensive patent is is it is and it, it protects your idea from being taken from you. Do you understand the That's difference? That's why people get patents. No, no, they don't. They 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 get patents so they can go after people who have uh, you come up with an idea or who use their idea. A lot of people get patents because they don't want someone to steal their idea. But stealing in their mind is different. Now, what I'm saying is, is okay. So you build, uh, you know, a, a special hammer that will wipe sweat away from your brow. Okay. Um, and <laughs> I say, and you know, I say, well, that's a really great idea. And then I go, I put the patent in on it. Then you decide you're going to manufacture this. A special hammer i say whoa 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 that's my special hammer i've patented well, it why would you support that no you're God. you're the guy i can't believe it i mean how in the world you're the, the guy in the situation the end up in the show you're the guy in the situation who doesn't have the patent right right so, so you're saying you should get that from happening you should have a you should have a patent to protect yourself from some uh, person say, like I see. so pick up the gun use the uh, violence uh, the the violent no of violence monopoly there. of the state what to stop other people from innovating what is violence? what you're saying right? what violence have you committed can i see because I to, another part of this defensive patent is that mark explained was you're not you never you're only getting it to protect yourself and you never use it against anyone else yep. anybody who wants to use who wants to copy your idea is free to do so i see so you're it's just like saying a lock on a door that man. way they can't get the patent and shut you out right. of the thing that you invented hmm. i see what you're saying all right uh, justin you said you had some other thoughts oh well i think that was pretty much it but i was i'm not sure how i feel about patents in the area of um there are some new processes that we're working on that our company has spent a lot of money to develop. Mm -hmm. And now that we've done the development work on it, it would be pretty easy for other people to take it and use it against us. Uh -huh. Absolutely. And, and I'm a little torn on this issue because on one hand, you know, we've spent all the money to develop it. But on the other hand, I believe in free ideas. Well, uh, as you pointed out earlier, your uh, company has led the marketplace in uh, tumblers and <laughs> insulated cups uh, with little uh, what embroidered patches stop? Uh, inside them. Anyway, uh, it's it's a neat product. It's a cool product. Uh, but uh, they've Got they've one in my house. They've led the uh, the market for a long time, and they haven't haven't had a patent for the, for many many years, and they're still on top. And so, really, without patents, and so Mark, 
I guess what was confusing me is that you sounded like you were advocating for patents. You're only saying under the current system, the defensive patent makes business sense. Yes. But uh, you wouldn't support continuing patents. Like if you could press a button tomorrow and get rid of patents, you would do it, right? Absolutely. Right. Okay. So, uh, so if there were no patents, yeah, there's always that risk that somebody's going to borrow the ideas and then market it more effectively or manufacture it more efficiently or whatever, you know, do it better somehow. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you'll lose out because being first to marketplace is a huge advantage. Uh, being the, the first company to bring a product to market and to, you know, obviously, if, if it's a good product, uh, is worth a lot. Uh, in the you know the the mindset of the people who are out there buying, and so uh, Dr. Mary Ruart talks about this. I don't know if it's in her book, but uh, maybe in one of her short answers to tough uh, libertarian questions, she talks about how uh, you know her experience in the medicine field showed her that when there was no patenting process, companies were still able to dominate by being first to market with a good product and distrib- you know distributed effectively. So it would just be a risk that businesses would take. It would be a cost of doing business. And I thank you for the call. Justin, appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything that you want. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Got vampires, zombies ruining the neighborhood. From weapons expert Larry Correa, a new installment in the New York Times best-selling Monster Hunter series, Monster Hunter Legion. Publishers Weekly says this light-hearted testosterone soap sequel to 2009's Monster Hunter International will delight fans of action horror with elaborate weaponry, hand-to-hand combat, disgusting monsters, and an endless stream of blood and body parts. Monster Hunter Legion, on sale now wherever books are sold. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want toll-free, 855-453. CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian here. Johnny Ray and Mark. Hey, Mark, what's SACL CAI anyway? And why do they sponsor our phone lines? <laughs> because, Well, because Jason Osborne of SACL CAI, one of the principals over there, is a big supporter of Liberty, understands that Free Talk Live is the very best way at least replicable way <laughs> to reach uh, people who may not have ever heard the ideas of liberty. We uh, were out on a hundred and more than one hundred and ten radio stations across the country, and bringing the ideas of liberty to the people is important. Um, and as we can see with the Ron Paul Revolution and how powerful it was, um, you know, Free Talk Live to some extent fertilized the ground in order to make the Ron Paul Revolution possible. And you can support SACL CAI, who supports us, by going over there and checking out their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. All right, so uh, 855-450-FREE. And I think Jason Osborne would endorse the idea of moving to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Mark, you touched on the on it in the last segment. Uh, the counter has crossed the 13,000 signer threshold. It's exciting, isn't it? I mean, it's I always, so. it's always exciting to, to, cross, zeros. to cross these things and get zero. And people like zeros. Zeros are significant numbers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, obviously... 12,742 was uh, just as many more, you know, than, you know, each one, each one is just one on top of another, but it's nice to see it at 13,000. It's, it's great news. Uh, and, and it was, uh, you know, it was slow going for a while. It seems like it's picking up. It's, it's like after. Oh, the, I absolutely agree. After the Free State Project reached 5,000 members, there was a vote. So there were 10 candidate states at that point that uh, could have been chosen, the first 5,000 members were invited to vote on which state would be the destination for the Free State Project. New Hampshire won overwhelmingly. It was very decided. And, uh, and then everything slowed down. 
And I mean, big time slowdown. And it's been kind of, it seems like it's been picking up. up. It seems like it has. I don't know why. I, you know, maybe it's that, maybe it's that there's, you know, the government's bigger than it's ever been. And, you know, the worse things get, the more people start thinking about what they're willing to do for freedom. Uh, Who knows what the reasons and rationale are. Because more people hear about the ideas of liberty. And as more people hear about the ideas of liberty, more people come to the conclusion that they're not going to be, you know, that they can't solve that particular problem themselves. I hope. And, I, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I hope that we continue to see acceleration as we reach uh, the 20,000 number, like that it comes sooner than we than we think. So I how think much does great. that number go up a month? Do you guys watch it? I never watch the number. I don't pay close enough attention to to it on a monthly basis. I'm only talking about it from a standpoint of you know sort of feeling how it feels. Uh, you know, you know, it seems like it's been going up. But and and my next question is, Ian, do you remember what the number was about around the time they selected New Hampshire? Was it ten thousand? No, 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 no. That was it was five thousand. So 5, when they when we when they reached five thousand, there was a vote, and it didn't take very long to have that vote. So it would have been still around five thousand, I would think. Okay, at that at that time. I'd say that it's getting a little more steep, but um, the signups aren't particularly steep. Are you looking at charts? Do yes. they have Do they have those updated? Because for a while, you know, Free State Project's just a volunteer organization. Uh, the The numbers get updated when yes. some volunteer gets around to updating. They're them. updated. Yes, they are. Okay, so you're saying a slight uptick, but not really. I, I'd say that steep is what I'm saying. Oh, steep. Uh, steep. I'm sorry. They're getting more steep. Okay, not good. Uh, you know uptick. There's a couple of upticks that I would. Uh, one of which I would certainly apply to Free State Now. Um, That's your program. My project, which is you that know, you've given up on apparently. It's somewhat dormant. Uh, look, man. What's I mean, going it's on only got it? so much time in a day. Sure, sure. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. just if if it paid, I'd do it. But, it's a, it's a shame, you know. There's always that question. Well, why can't everybody just go and find one more member? You know, what, what, that would how, be awesome. How hard is that? I guess it's pretty hard. I don't, you know, it's not just easy. Sign to, up your dog. It's not easy to get that. Would not just be kidding. honest. Uh, it's not easy to get people to commit to up, the, you know, uprooting their lives. Uh, I was, as I was mentioning on the Ron Paul forums. You know, if some of the, if if people that have signed up would just go get their wife or uh, husband, husband or whomever it is, their significant other mm-hmm. signed up. Then we'd be over the top because a lot of people are out there that just say, "Oh yeah, I thought that was a good idea," and I think, "Oh yeah, that's a good idea." Uh, they haven't even signed up their spouse. Mm, yeah, good point. Although I don't know if all of the people that are members are married and or have a significant other, but it, a number of them do. We're at thirteen thousand. I don't need everybody to be married. Uh, so anyway, go to uh, uh, freestateproject.org, and we're almost hitting. Uh, there's almost eleven hundred people in New Hampshire, so it's a one thousand ninety-seven. Uh, people who are already in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. So be Great. another uh, threshold to cross soon. Let's go to Jordan. He's listening in Indy to WXNT. Hey, Jordan. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Go ahead with your thoughts. Um, well, I just wanted to say first off that, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty big, you know, freedom guy, and I consider myself to be a libertarian conservative. Um, however, when it comes to patents, I'm willing to tolerate a little bit less freedom in the area for the sake of fairness and fairness. Um, intellectual property rights. And um, just to expand on my point, um, if you made it so that way patents weren't possible, then people that were creative and inventive would have less incentive to bring their idea to the market it's because they have to stop and think, wait a minute, what's the odds of you being able to pull this off? Can I bring the capital together to do it? Will I be the leader of the pack if I won't? 
then they're forced to have to sell their idea and get chump change compared to what they could have gotten if they would have had more breathing room. So this is the normal thing to say and this was my position at one point how much reading have you done on this on this the idea of uh you know being able to share ideas and things like that uh no actual reading this life okay. experience now for one i'd like to recommend stefan kinsella uh it's spelled with a k kinsella's work on this area and i think that you know you sound like a smart guy who wants to hear like intellectual papers on this and this guy has got what you want, and he's going to explain it to you. But I'm going to do my very best to uh, to, to address the issues that you say. So you your concern is is that um, you know people are not going to be rewarded. Creative people are not going to be rewarded for their work. Innovators aren't going to innovate, and that uh, you know that in this in that region without uh, patent patents and that kind of thing, that the little guy isn't going to be able to bring his product to market uh, because the big guy will take him over. Is that correct? Well, yeah, the, the little okay. guy. Wait, wait, wait. Is, if you can't, I, I don't need you to expound on the point. Property owner of the idea, then you know, then basically he's forced to have to find an alternate method of bringing it to market. Which can you explain to me? To yes, I, I get it. I, that's right. I, I, to, the, to somebody who's already established. Can you explain to me when this is not happening today? Because if you try to do it alone without the patent. Yeah, you're you're feeding yourself. You've already you've already been through that. Jordan, 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 we we got you, man. We okay. you're repeating yourself. So Mark wanted to go on with the right clarification. So, right. Is that happening today? Uh, well, can you tell me the little guy who brought his stuff to market through the patent process? So you don't have any examples, well, honestly. Yeah. Honestly, I don't really know the status of patents these days. Well, I'm, I'm just trying to explain to you that that already happens today. You the mean little, the takeover of the little guy? The little the- guy has to sell his stuff to the big guy, and the fact is that the patent troll attorneys out there will uh, crush you uh, if you're a little guy anyway, and the um, you know many of these companies that uh, offer patents and protection to inventors uh, make it very difficult for the little guy to... You know, manage to bring his stuff to market. So this magic idea that the little guy is somehow going to be able to use patents in order to get wealthy may not be occurring under this patent system. More coming up, 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want, 855-453-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you in studio here, it's Ian. Johnny Ray. And Mark. 1-855-453-FREE. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. And if you have bitcoins 
and you would like to contribute some to Free Talk Live, you may do that via our tip jar over at bitcoin.freetalklive.com. That's bitcoin.freetalklive.com. And on that page, you'll also find a couple links to useful Bitcoin websites like weusecoins.org and bitinstant.com. Because if you don't have Bitcoins yet, you need to have some way of acquiring them. And BitInstant can help you with that. Yeah, they've got more than a million locations in more than 30 countries, and that makes it easy for you to get Bitcoins. They will, you know, is all you have to do is go to bitinstant.com, get a deposit number for the location that you select that's near you, and there's one relatively near you, and you're going to go there and make your deposit. I prefer banks because I think the commissions are a little lower and the anonymity is better, but, you know, you can pick. They've got uh, 7-Elevens and Walmarts and any MoneyGram location, CVS, these kind of things. And it makes it easy on you. It's bitinstant.com. Uh, so our caller had dropped off the line uh, during the break there, and I thought that we should continue the conversation, regardless of whether or not he stayed on, uh, about patents. And the suggestion being that, well, you've got to have patents to make sure that in- innovators, uh, little inventor folks, can go ahead and come up with a world-changing idea. They can protect it from being uh, stolen, so-called, from by other companies and thereby make you know millions of dollars and make the world a better place. Because if we don't uh, allow them to protect their ideas, then they won't be rewarded for the work that they've done. And so therefore, they won't have the incentive to do the work in the first place. And so therefore, the world will not have good things. But the, or inventor, as many of them. the inventor has played – there's a big difference between the inventor having an idea in his mind and 100,000 units of this idea. In existence in a warehouse someplace. Yeah. And the inventor has only played one, one part – of the 100,000 units scenario. So it's not right for him to to be able to just put the brakes on the whole thing and say, I'm not ready yet. Well, you know, I, I can't there's What he could do is being, you know, first to market or having the idea, he can do his best to quietly spin up production of this thing and control the market from start to finish. I think that's probably the ideal. It's probably kind of impossible. But you can make a boatload of money without the patent system. So I used to be a pro-intellectual property kind of guy, and I understand – what was the caller's name? Uh, I don't know. Okay. The caller called in. And we don't have like, a list of, uh, of that that goes back. Right, that we history. probably should – do something about that. Anyway, um, he, you know, I, I get where he's coming from, and I'm not here to say, oh, you're bad, wrong, and dumb. No, no. I think you need to think about this a little more, and here's some ideas. The fact is that there are no patents in clothing. Or do, perfumes, from what I understand. Perfumes. Do people make money being first to market in clothing and perfume? Absolutely they do. Do people make an insane amount of money in a lot of cases with uh, brand name clothing and that sort of thing? Absolutely. Now, you know, I mean, when a great designer comes out with some great clothes, uh, then, you know, you can believe that the other big companies come along and knock them off real quick. You know, you make this uh, $2,000 little black dress and you, you know, walk it down the aisles and all those other things. Fine. You make a lot of money doing it. But next next year, Dillard's is going to have it. Um, for two hundred, and, and yeah, and two hundred, and then you know the probably you know in, in a few months, then Marshalls is going to have it for twenty, and you know or one of these uh, you know TG Maxx or whatever yep. these places. So yeah, somehow or another, they make it in the fashion industry without intellectual property laws at all. None, right. zero, zip, zilch. All you've got there is your name brand, and your name brand is a different thing entirely. If I put, if I make a red, red can of bubbly soda and write in white letters Coca Cola across it, I am 
lying to a customer. And to, as far as I, that's that's a uh, that's fraud and that is a crime. Um, however, when you're talking about just somebody coming up, well, that bu- bubbly brown clo- soda tastes just a little too close to my bubbly brown cl- soda. And look, there's red on the can. They're they're you know violating my rules. So you get you get mired in this area. Mm. And what he said was. Um, I'm willing to take a little less freedom in this area in order to uh, propagate uh, the innovation. Now, right. I don't think there is much, if any, extra innovation that goes around intellectual property. And one, if one is going to make that statement, one needs to be able to back that statement up. So, like, I, you know, you need to prove to me there is innovation because I believe that there isn't at this point. I've looked at it, and I think intellectual property actually stagnates innovation on the uh, the grand scale. Why? Why? Because uh, people that get patents then want to use then then they sit on the patents mm-hmm. and they're not interested in being first to market on the next product. Also, they'll take a patent, they'll design something slightly different, and then come out with it and have it for another seventeen years. Mm. Also, when you're talking about these ideas, intellectual property are secrets, right? They're secrets that you want to share and then not let other people make a profit from. Now, if you want to keep intellectual property, that's fine. But you need to protect it. It needs to be your responsibility. We don't need – if the one argument you have for government, for bigger government, is intellectual property, I don't think that that argument's worth it. I mean, you know, everybody in the world says, oh, yeah, I want small government, except in this area. And if you're an intellectual property advocate, you're really just small government, except – just one area and that one area when everybody gets their one every one when everybody compromises and they get their small government except that one area we have a giant government and so you can't be for small government except it just doesn't work it's not a it's not a system that works so if you want intellectual property fine you need to protect your intellectual property and i I get that Protected on your own, you yeah. mean, through market-based mechanisms. There's all kinds of them out there. Secrecy, you know, non-disclosure agreements, things like that. If you tell me the area that you're interested in protecting uh, intellectual property, I've probably thought about this already and come up with at least a way or two that you can protect intellectual property in that area. And you can still provide your your services to your customers. It's it's possible to to set things up through contracts and that kind of thing, you know, the way you distribute your product to your customers and protect your intellectual property if your yeah. intellectual property is that good. But to just blanket give the lawyers this uh, you know this this heyday to be able to uh, make a whole bunch of money and take the money honestly, it's this is intellectual property takes money from the inventor. And it takes it money from the companies them. too, uh, like these companies that they the budgets for the legal department, the budgets for the patenting process and all the legal stuff that surrounds that, and all the attorneys that you have to have, and whatever you know, the bigger it's the a project, huge the inefficiency the, in the marketplace. Yeah. It's it's money that could be spent on uh, more research, for instance. It could be spent in other areas of your business, and you take the the amount of money that's spent on. On filing for and protecting and aggressing against others who are vi- allegedly violating patents, you take all that time, all that effort, all that money, and you focus it on something productive. 
that would be a whole lot better for the economy. Like the economy would be better off in general if we didn't have a bunch of people and a bunch of lawyers running around dealing with patents and trying to protect everything. If, if I was trying to protect, like like uh, like these radio shows out there trying to hold on to uh, their their programs, trying to keep them in, under keep them to their vest. We saw this at uh, Talkers Magazine. One of the uh, um, <laughs> one of the the guys was up there, and he's sort of an old radio guy, and he was saying, yep. "I just don't understand these people giving away their talk shows for free." I mean, we've got unique we've got unique intellectual property here and we're just giving it away you know you gotta make your customers pay to listen right lock it down and free talk live we don't make pay people pay to listen we give the last six years away think about it this was part of somebody's presentation yeah it yeah. was the opening speaker i think i think he might have i maybe i don't think speaker. so i don't think it was the opening speaker but he might might have been yeah um anyway if we we managed to make a living doing this thing without Holding on to the intellectual property. Who knows if anybody would have even bought it if we did? Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I have, it, I have no compunctions regarding intellectual property and, and decisions based on that about, about downloading a movie or something. Mm-hmm. Because I know that the intellectual property legal environment is just a muddled mess that has nothing to do with right or wrong. But free people operating in a free market would be able to put a, put a break on me and make me think about my actions more. I'm convinced of it. 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number here. I'd like to know why you're convinced of that so we can get more into intellectual property. Or you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Uh, Got some outrageous police stories on the way. Plus, a man is going to prison for drawings. We'll explain to you what that's all about. You might be able to guess. It's Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number here is 855-453-SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those. Once again, freetalklive.com. Archives are there. They go way back, all the way to uh, late 2006. You can just click and download, and they're yours. Uh, freetalklive.com. Right at the top of the page, there's the last seven days' worth. And then if you want to go back for years, you can click over to SoundCloud. If you look on the left-hand side of freetalklive.com, it's, uh, the link to SoundCloud is underneath Listen and Share. You'll find that. Also, you can just go straight to soundcloud.freetalklive.com. And by the way, that's where you can uh, download the... Ron Paul, or just listen to it on the webpage. You can uh, listen to or download the Ron Paul interview, Mark, that uh, you performed on Friday, which we've been looking forward to for about four years. And it was great to finally have Ron back on Free Talk Live. Uh, We had to specially record that interview due to uh, it not being able to be live during the show. Obviously, we would have preferred to bring him on live, uh, but he's Ron Paul. You take him when he can, uh, you know, be there. So. And uh, we'd you know play portions on the air, except I recorded it at a very low bit rate. Yeah, you made a mistake, but you know what can you do? Things things like that happen. But it seems like maybe we're I, back in. Good I was arrested for a red eye flight. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was. So we were pretty tired, but uh, it seems like we're back in uh, in good with the Ron Paul people at this point. His uh, his campaign handling staff folk are uh, communicating with us, so so that's a good. Thing. Goodness. Yeah. Uh, so maybe we'll have him on in the future. I encourage them that if Ron Paul has something that he wants to promote, he should get you, they should get in touch with us because we could help with that. Uh, any excuse to get Ron Paul in the air. People love that guy. And uh, Ron Paul loves the Free State Project. The Free State Project just crossed 13,000 signers, which is great news. There's so much going on. But we've been talking about intellectual property. And Johnny Ray, right before the break, you made a statement, and I'm going to do a terrible job of paraphrasing it, so feel free to clarify for me. But the statement was something to the effect of that, uh, you know, you don't think intellectual property is a good idea at all. We should get rid of patents. We should get rid of, you know, copyrights and all that. You said that uh, you know it's not even a concern of yours whether you, you're downloading a movie or a music. You don't really even think about it, and you feel like there are ways in the free marketplace. If we had one, which we don't, but if we had a free market, that there are ways for those content providers to ensure that you would support them. Yeah, I was supposed to develop this idea a little bit over the break, but I sort of stared off into Do it space and on instead. the spot. Then I have no compunctions against doing lots of things that are illegal with other people's intellectual property mm-hmm. taking music playing someone else's music pirating music i should say playing it for someone else the same with with other kinds of art and the government is for the most part powerless to stop me they can make examples out of people which they do and they can Every create a chilling effect but I don't think it's been chilled very much. <laughs> I don't think it's been chilled much at all. I mean, when I was a kid, I was making tapes on off the radio, you know, off my had a little boom box making tapes off the radio, talking over it like an announcer. Did you ever dub the VHS tapes when you were a kid? I don't know. I didn't really know how to do that. No. Yeah, my dad figured out how to do that. They they had copy protection on there, but there were certain like VHS decks that you could get. I don't know. I don't know how you did it, but there were certain VHS players you could get that would somehow ignore the copy protection. And, and I could, think there's no problem with putting copy protection on your your stuff. No, no problem at all. Yep. I, I don't have you know. As far as I'm concerned, put whatever copy protection you want. But on no there. one should it's go to yours. jail for circumventing it. And sixty thousand dollars for uh, you know per song. That's in the some fine. cases that well, the, yeah. What courts have uh, yeah. fined these people for? In what fair court does somebody have to compensate somebody else for a one dollar song? Sixty thousand dollars. They're trying to send a message. That's right? what they're trying to do. But that doesn't mean uh, sending a message doesn't mean a fair uh, you know a fair sentence for the person who got caught. Putting copyright protection devices on your your product often is just a bad business decision because it makes it less enjoyable for the person. Sometimes, yeah. I remember the old video games had a, had a lot of great um, great methods for doing that. Sometimes the, the the game would ask you to turn to page twenty seven of the manual. Oh yeah, and yeah. Type in the fifth word. Some of the D and D games had these wheels, these cardboard wheels. Yep, you'd have to match up. You'd match up icons and things yeah. like that. And put in the secret code from your decoder. Yeah, I remember that stuff. That's right. They don't do that. They don't really do that anymore, do they? Well, uh, no, they don't. They don't. And I think it's partly because that wasn't really fun. It was right. You just want to play the, the damn the ring game. Thing was kind of fun the first time, but yeah. but no, it takes away from the enjoyment of the thing. So right. they they sell less because they're trying to protect people from stealing from them, and it's a bad business decision. But. What I was saying in the last segment was simply that I have more confidence in the free market and free people in everything. So if they, if if free people are trying to protect their idea and exploit it to the fullest, I think they're going to do a better job against me because the tools are going to be there for them, be it ostracism 
or any of a number of other things, and they'll be more successful against my depredations than the laws let's that we be more real. have. I mean, well. come on, let's be realistic. Nobody's going to be ostracized in any significant manner over downloading music. I mean, it's not, it's not even realistic to believe that that's possible, considering how widespread the act is. I think it's Who, possible. How many people under the age of 40 haven't downloaded music at some point? I, you know, I mean, the thing is, is you can or get, a movie. You get music basically free. I mean, we're used to getting music free by listening the to the radio, yeah. um, you know, and, and listening to it on television and these kind of things. Yep. And the idea that you can go to YouTube and listen to the official song or whatever uh, there and see the words flash up in front of you. And somehow that's OK, I guess. I don't know. Um, whereas you can't download it and take it with you on your MP3 player. That's nutty stuff. I get why uh, musicians would not want to have their song played by another musician on stage or whatever. But, I mean, you're still the originator of the song, and people are going to want to hear that. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Let's point out here that, I mean, the national anthem of the United States is a British drinking song. <laughs> uh, you know, America the Beautiful is played off of God Save the Queen. I mean, somehow or another, these songs are in and of themselves perfect and unique, but they're, you know, total intellectual po- property right. ripoffs. Yeah, I mean, Weird Al shouldn't have to uh, ask permission before using the tune of somebody else's song to write some fun, funny lyrics to. Uh, but he he does because otherwise they're going to come after him hardcore. And Ice Ice Baby, uh, the song by Vanilla, Vanilla Ice. Ice. Um, you know, it was a great song, and it it clearly obviously ripped off that uh, Queen uh, baseline. Mm-hmm. It it seemed pretty obvious to me too. But it was a great song. I, I mean, I didn't at the time. It was I wasn't into it or anything like that. But you know, I listened to it. and I can see why that was pretty cool. Ice why Ice Baby were... was was so awesome when it first came out. <laughs> well, yeah, like you're the it's right still, age. No, for no, it. it's still it's still it's still a great song. It's a good feeling song. If you were to have a convertible and you know play that song in there, you'd feel really good um, while doing that. I you know had a convertible and I don't think I ever played Ice Ice Baby in it, but so, that's fine. I don't know if I agree with the premise, Johnny Ray, that Ostracism, uh, folks no. are going to ostracize no, you right. for uh, for downloading a movie. I think that the realistic uh, answer to well, what about those folks who? What about the freeloaders? What about them? They're stealing. But the businesses that don't like this, they'll say we've lost billions of dollars because of these freeloaders. Of course, they have no way of proving it's that the completely. people who have free, so-called freeloaded would have purchased the product otherwise. They can't prove that. Right. In fact, what you can prove is that people who download um, music and movies and games and and software, there are a number of them who are using it for evaluation purposes to see if they actually like it. To where they then they know they're not stupid. They know that if enough people don't buy this product, that it won't be made again. That so, for instance, you know, a good a good movie usually has a, a sequel. Sure, uh, you know, if it's successful enough, unless it was written for the purpose of being a single one-off film, well, it will likely have a sequel. And if it doesn't make you, enough money, it won't. Why would you spend all the time figuring out how to download a movie and doing this thing when you can get Amazon Prime or uh, Netflix or whatever for seven dollars a month? I mean, they make it so much easier for well, you. Sometimes, uh, sometimes it's not available necessarily in the way that you might want to consume it. So maybe not. Just a, let's not just look at movies here, but television shows, for instance. Uh, the Walking Dead is a very popular series. I have watched the series of The Walking Dead, uh, or Dexter, for instance. Uh, Dexter my probably my favorite. Okay. So Dexter, uh, one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. I'm not a big TV watcher. 
I certainly don't have cable. I've never had cable as an adult. Uh, ever since I got out of my parents' house, I have not had cable. I've had cable modem, but or not cable television. Or anything. Uh, yeah, no satellite dish or anything like that. And I, uh, I have never paid for cable, and therefore I've certainly never paid for Showtime, which is the only way that you can watch Dexter. Okay. And so I have downloaded every episode of Dexter. I mean, that's just what I've done. And as a result, I saw the show. I've liked the show. I've purchased it on Blu-ray. So I, I understand. Yeah. I mean, how is that stealing? It's, it's not. I mean, it's somebody who wants to watch this stuff, and they're consuming it in the way they want to watch right. it. And I've talked about Dexter because I, I, mean, you know, I enjoy the show, and I've talked about it on the air on a radio show. I've, but even if I didn't talk, have a radio show, I would still be talking about it on Facebook. I would be recommending it to, uh, to other friends. And had I never seen Dexter because, oh, well, it's on Showtime, and you can't see that, or intellectual property, or I'm afraid, or whatever, had I never seen Dexter, I'd, I'd just be wondering what all the hype was about. Well, I've seen little bits of it, and I'm still wondering what the hype's about. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. So that's another thing. that There's a lot of people that are downloading music and movies, evaluating the product, and then deciding, you know, I like that. That was good. I'm going to buy that. Or I'll buy some for my friends. That sort of thing. More coming up. Hour 3's next. Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Richard Grove of TragedyandHope.com, and thanks to the help of Mark and Ian here on Free Talk Live, we've created this call to action to help raise awareness for John Taylor Gatto. In 2001, former New York City and State School Teacher of the Year, John Taylor Gatto, published The Underground History of American Education, detailing how public schooling creates obedient workers and debt slaves. Now John delivers a message which he calls Your Birthright. It's titled The Ultimate History Lesson, and it's a five-hour journey illustrating how and why our public schools are dumbing us down and what we can do about it, therein referencing more than 200 footnotes and 30 classic texts. John suffered multiple strokes in the weeks after filming this interview, and he's in need of your help as he continues to recover. Please click the banner on freetalklive.com and enter the coupon code FTL and we'll send you the ultimate history lesson on four DVDs plus a free 15-hour MP3 bonus DVD. Thank you for tuning in and not dropping out. is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves here. Toll-free number, 855-453. SACL, C-A-I, toll-free line. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that await you there. You can go and download shows. You can get interactive with other listeners. Lots of different things to do at freetalklive.com. In fact, the site is just, it's got so many features, it, it can be a little overwhelming. So take your time with it. FreeTalkLive.com. As uh, we're going to continue here, going to your phone calls, I want to apologize to the guys on hold here. Uh, some of them holding as long as like nearly a half an hour. Apparently, there was a flash crash. Uh, we use a phone system that allows us to remotely control the hardware at our network. Our network's located in Minnesota, and uh, we're not. So, and we're not. We're in New Hampshire. So they've got the phone system over there where they're screening your calls, put you on hold, and we get to see who's on hold through a, a shockwave flash application that is basically, you know, it's an internet-based uh, connection, and. Flash had crashed without me being aware of it. Uh, it had still kind of shown a static picture of the empty, what I thought was empty phone screening process, uh, process there, but uh, turns out for you guys were on hold. So let's go right to the phones and to the fun. We'll go to Bobby calling from Lakeland, Florida, listening via Zia on his Android. Hey, Bobby. How you doing, Ian? Hey, you're on the air. Go ahead with your thoughts. Okay. Um, on the intellectual property, 
Um, I have a friend, and he has um, cable, and he has HBO and Showtimes, but sometimes, like on Sunday or other, like, uh, or Wednesdays, like when some of these shows comes on, he's at work, or he's got to do something, and, you know, he's not at home, and so he downloads the episodes that he misses. I don't see how that's doing. Yeah, I mean, how is it different anyway from... Uh, from you know, grabbing the episode from a friend, watching it at a friend's house, or well, uh, at that point you're uh, watching the commercials would be the claim. You can always hit the fast forward button, and don't they have the TiVo boxes now that actually have a jump forward where you can jump thirty seconds at a time and just jump right through a commercial break? I've got some kind of box like that, and it doesn't mm-hmm. allow you to do the thirty sec- second jump, but we do fast forward. You I mean you get very very good at uh, you know doing two uh, x to three x, and yep. then wham, you stop. I mean, you right. know, I'm pretty good. I don't have to watch those. Commercials commercials between the big bang theory you just think you're good because they adjust for everybody they <laughs> I, jump back they jump back a little bit they do a jump back but you, you get used to that too and it's great and it makes us all think we're smart <laughs> bobby ah. yeah and i was wondering is there a statute of limitations that they can come after you like say you downloaded something five years ago <laughs> can they still come after you Probably. and um uh uh, is it is it like a, a jellable offense? Like, can they put you in prison for it, or is it doubtful. just like they, they just find you? It's doubtful. I don't recall ever hearing of stories where people have been imprisoned for it. But it, they do give you that threat in front of every movie that, uh, you know, Interpol, five yeah. years or $500,000 or whatever the term number is. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, maybe it has happened. We just, you know, haven't come across that news. Certainly, if you know of a story, you're welcome to share it with us at 855-450-FREE. But generally, the uh, the cases have been civil civil cases in that uh, people are ordered to pay a certain amount of money to whatever company holds the copyright on the the songs. And really, question. they're just you know going to be filing bankruptcy or something like that because they're never going to pay these uh, these sums. And how many of those cases? I mean, I'm just asking. I don't know how many of the cases that have occurred, like you know the one where Grandma took the fall for her grandson uh, downloading some music on her computer. One of those ridiculous cases. And how? How many of those cases were there actual jury convictions in a courtroom versus how many people got really nervous because all these corporate attorneys were coming after them with big sounding words and long and, you know, indictments and, you know, scary court things, right? Like how many people took the plea or, you know, settled, I guess it would be called a settlement in this case. It wouldn't be a plea deal because it's not criminal charges, but uh, how many people would have taken the settlement so as to avoid going to court? I, I, I don't know. I mean, how many people have actually been found guilty? It must have happened. Must have. But... I feel like it's a limitation. I don't I I have no idea. I'm certainly no attorney, so I don't know who you would ask about that. I guess it would be like a a copyright attorney or something like that. But I wouldn't really worry about it, Bobby. Anything else on your mind tonight? That was I just I wanted to say that and I've been I've been loving the show and uh thank you guys and I I found it very enjoyable. Right. And I like how you guys are on every night. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you and you're right. We are on every single night including Free talk weekends. Live pr- pr- provides content. 7 nights per week. Uh probably one of two radio shows that actually does that. Uh, Coast to Coast would be the other one that mm-hmm. I can think of. They they've been doing it for a long time. Uh, but yeah, seven nights a week live, seven to ten o'clock at night Eastern time. Now, actually, his subject line—he called, he changed what he was talking about. He had wanted to talk about uh, Gary Johnson. Why isn't he in the debates? Well, just a quick answer to that. 
is because Gary Johnson, Jill Stein, and other third-party participants in the presidential election are kept out of the debates for obvious reasons. They're not interested in talking to those folks, the Republicans and Democrats. They're not interested in having anybody come in there and challenge the war, challenge the war on drugs, challenge you know the status quo in any way, shape, or form. Uh, in fact, there was a leak recently, and I have this in show prep for tonight. For tonight. I don't think we're going to get into details. But uh, if you go to Gawker.com, G-A-W-K-E-R, Gawker.com, there's a leaked debate agreement. That, oh, wow. Yeah, that apparently Romney and Obama have come to a 21-page memorandum of understanding with the Commission on Presidential Debates. Well, you knew they were going to have to have an agreement, right? I mean, it had to happen. It's uh, They're not permitted to ask each other questions. Uh, here, just give you a quick rundown, point by point, of some of the things that in- are included in this 21-page agreement. The candidates shall not address each other with proposed pledges. So, you know, one of the candidates can't say, well, I pledge to do X, Y, and Z, and I ask you, sir, will you pledge to do the same? Can't do that. At no time during the October 3rd first presidential debate shall either candidate move from his designated area being uh, the respective podium. For the October 16th town hall style debate, which is, I guess, happening right now, uh, the moderator will not ask follow-up questions or comment on either the questions asked by the audience or the answers of the candidates during the debate. The audience members shall not ask follow-up questions or otherwise participate in the extended discussion, and the audience member's microphone shall be turned off after he or she completes asking the questions. So, yeah, this is the one thing that I really dislike is that the idea that you're somehow or another communicating with the public when the public gets to ask you a question but doesn't get to follow up the question. Yeah. I mean, when you get to go up there you and just give your answer, uh, well, they ignore it. They talk around it. They right. do with the, the po- politicians speak yep. and they do all kinds of things. I mean, you know, uh, they'll spew you, a lot of words, but they want to raise it. my taxes and then they'll, you know, they go off and, and yep. talk about. Well, yeah, what? they come on with their own message and their own agenda and they're going to deliver that regardless of the questions that they get asked the audience members uh again they'll be turned uh, microphones will be turned off the commission shall take appropriate steps to cut off the microphone of any audience member who attempts to pose any question or statement different than that previously posed to the moderator for review Mm. so all of these questions are uh selected very carefully so as if this is somehow uh, you know the normal people asking yeah. questions of the candidates. You're, it's not normal people. They're just people. I mean, you know, okay. So they co- came up with their own question, and it's been passed through and vetted, and then it came back to them. The people that they want to have asked questions, they're going to get to ask questions. The people they don't want to ask, whatever questions it is, they're not going to ask questions. That's not the public asking questions. It's the same as the moderator asking questions. It's the same as the candidates asking questions to themselves. All right. So uh, there's. A full 21 pages over at Gawker if you really are into reading legally sounding agreements. 855-450-FREE. We go right back into your calls. And then there's actually news about the debate tonight. Uh, the Green Party candidate has been arrested. Uh, we'll explain that here in a moment. Dave, listening in Youngstown, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Dave. Hey, guys. Hey. What's hey, um, you know, I can understand how you might put out your stuff for free because I've done something that's very similar to that. Uh, I used to be, for about 20 years, uh, a member and an active participant in something called the Society for Creative Anachronism, which is a medieval recreation group. Right. Okay. <laughs> and one of the things that how's that different from in, just to clarify? How's that different from somebody who goes and works at a Ren Fair, like a Renaissance Fair? Um, that's a completely commercial thing. Um, the SCA is not. You go in and actually recreate a persona. Uh, you do heraldry. You do skills and crafts. You do them though. 
the public doesn't commit. Gotcha. And They're do you part. also create anachronisms within your 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 costumes? Do you mix and match stuff? Um, really, it's anachronistic only to today. Okay. All right. What was the name of the organization? Society for Creative Anachronism. So stand by. I want to hear more about it here in a moment. 855-450-FREE, the Society for Creative Anachronism. We will uh, hear more about that. Take your calls as well about whatever's on your mind. 1-855-450-3733. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. Hi, my name's Tim Cummins. I'm your verbal surgeon, and my job, to help you feel Good right now. And every time you listen to my podcast at verbalsurgery.com, you will feel good because you're an awesome person of amazing abilities, incredible skills, and that makes me feel good too. So give it the program, verbalsurgery.com, and feel good now. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll free at 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you'll find waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com and those features include the bulletin board system wherein you can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners over at bbs.freetalklive.com. Like the rest of our website, it's free for you. bbs.freetalklive.com. Economy is a little shaky. Federal Reserve's printing money. Well, they're not actually printing it. They're just creating money out of thin air. Lots of it uh, to the tune of $40 billion every month. QE3 or QE Infinity, whatever you want to call it. The only protection you've got is some kind of hard asset, whether that uh, hard asset is currency or you know some kind of uh, commodity, that kind of thing. And you can get one of the easiest to possess and hold on to are precious metals. You can get them at gold.freetalklive.com. There you'll get some of the best prices. You'll help Free Talk Live at the same time, and you'll get the precious metals you want and, frankly, your family needs because that's where the smart money is right now. It's gold.freetalklive.com. All right, more coming up about the presidential candidates arrested uh, at the debate tonight. We'll explain that. Uh, but first, to your calls, your thoughts. Terry in Oklahoma, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Johnny, Ray, and Mark. Hey, Terry. Hey, how y'all doing? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I heard y'all talking about earlier about patents and and, uh, and all that. And I kind of had some questions for you that I wanted to bring up. All right. You know, what, what does... I kind of want to know if y'all have some suggestions for like a poor working stiff like me. I mean, I have several ideas that I'd like to bring to market, but you know, out of kind of, I guess I have that kind of fear of, you know, I can't afford to go out and hire a patent attorney. I can't, you know, even the copyright uh, in itself. If you want to trademark something, you know, uh, to trademark a name or whatnot, seems to be so expensive that it's, it's virtually impossible for somebody who's working 40 hours, you know, 50 hours a week and raising a family of six to try to get an idea out and get a product on the market. I mean, some of them, some ideas would be probably real competitive with uh, some big corporations. Like, you know, I have one idea that's for the baby market. 
Terry, uh, you know, hold that, that thought. I have to apologize. I totally screwed up. Hang on. We'll bring you back here in a moment. Dave was on the line in Youngstown, and uh, I totally blew it, Dave, and did not bring you back on right in the, the beginning of the, the uh, segment there. So I saved you, Dave. You t- yeah, Mark totally saved you. Uh, so, you should have uh, seen the expression on your face, Ian. We're going to t- <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get back to Terry here in a moment. Hopefully he'll be understanding about it. Uh, but you had called about uh, the, let's see. Society your, your, for Creative Anachronism. Thank you. The Society for Creative Anachronism. Having, having to do with uh, uh, you know intellectual property law. You you and right. uh, you and uh, is, is it an, is it kind of an, a thing that you do alone or you do with a group of people? You well, get... I did. There's there's probably sixty thousand people worldwide in this thing. But but what you're doing but, is you're you're kind of uh, reenacting things from history. Uh, no, no, no. We're recreating history. At any rate, tell me more about what interest... that means. I'm. Yeah, we're going to have to know about um, that. You don't do – you go in and you recreate, for instance, um, combat. You recreate costume garb. You recreate cooking techniques. But you put them together in ways that probably would not have happened, actually, in history. Huh. So none of us are called King Arthur or, you know, whatever like that. We don't – it's not like a reenactment of a Civil War battle. We actually go in and recreate, not just reenact, but recreate. So you attempt to use whatever sort of tools and implements and clothing styles and garbs that they might have had at the time, but you act like you might, you, you attempt to act like you might have acted at the time, but you understand that there's no way that you can, uh, you know, operate as if you don't know things, right? Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Exactly. I'm, I'm still a little confused. So you... I'm confused why you guys don't let the public end view this stuff. Uh, because it's a participatory thing. Okay. I mean, how know. many people just, are getting well, together to to uh, to have one of these sessions? Uh, the largest event uh, annually is probably about ten thousand people. Hokey smokes. So, and I, what there are, they, are local things throughout the year. And what are they doing at this? I mean, this is a giant. What what year oh, are they? Rec- they they dance. They dance. Um, they do heraldry, and this brought me into the intellectual property because I have an interest in heraldry. And what is that? And, uh, Coats of arms, for example. Oh, okay. Personal coats of arms and everything that goes with it. Like, so all Um, the family icons and things like that that we go into. And ceremony that that might be had in courts, for instance, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, I was very interested in it. And when I got into it for after a few years, people were telling me, well, we don't really have a lot of information. We don't really have a lot of information. We're kind of flying by the seat of our pants. And I couldn't believe that. So I went and I did the research. I I eventually wrote up a bibliography of heraldic materials. And I did this because I was interested in it. And I was interested in getting that out to the other people who were my friends, who who I was working with. And I published it to, um, I think it was called Net News back then, news groups anyway. And um, I did it in parts because you can only put so much per post. And when it was all over, a um, couple days after it was all on there, I had somebody from, you're going to like this, uh, they're from a publisher called Outlaw Press, <laughs> and they wanted to publish all this work. Mm-hmm. And what I did was I went back online to the same groups, and online I released that work to the public domain. And it was eventually published. So I can understand how you guys can release everything for free because you want your message to get out. Same with me. I wanted all this information to get to the people who were also interested in the same things I was. Mm -hmm. 
So quite understandable. I really understand. And I believe Thomas Jefferson uh, invented a number of things having to do with agriculture. And I think he did patent one or two or three of them, but they were more like a dozen that he actually just said, okay, he went to the, the next door neighbor and, and said, hey, look what I just invented, so that the whole society could use it. So the, the idea is not new at all. No, and it's a good idea because ideas should be free. That way other people can build off of them. That's how all, you know, wealth is, uh, most wealth is created. You know, you start with natural resources, you add your brain power to it, and you create some new thing. And then other people can use natural resources, their brain power, and the new thing uh, to create new ideas and new things on top of that. So all the wonderful things that we have today are built on a foundation of other ideas that have come before that. And, uh, and if people were able to restrict the use of those ideas, we wouldn't have near as much uh, wonderful, comfortable things that, uh, that we enjoy in our life, and so it's very helpful. But even if we weren't just looking to get out our message, yeah, you know, the ideas of liberty, uh, even if we were just looking to do you know, a commercially successful radio program that totally panders to the least common denominator or whatever it would be that we might do, uh, wouldn't we still want our show to be heard by as many people in the same way artists, wouldn't they want their music to be heard by as many people as possible? The freemium model allows the, the product to get to as many people as possible, and then in the hopes that uh, those people will value it enough to purchase the product or ancillary products like T-shirts and uh, CDs or whatever it might be sold surrounding uh, the initial product. So, I mean, are Wanna you hear something funny? Yeah, <laughs> I used to do a flea market on Sunday, and um, there was a time when I was going to tear down. I was going to take everything home. I wasn't going to do it anymore. Gas prices were very high, so one Sunday, because you usually left it there during the week. I put everything out on the tables for free. Anybody could come by, pick up whatever they wanted, didn't make any difference. You know what? I made 20 bucks that day. Not too shabby, Dave. <laughs> thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. And if Terry sticks with us, we'll get back to him in a moment here. We're better you don't screw it up again. It's Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends. You like Free Talk Live. Like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook. is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Toll free. 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll free line with you tonight. It's Ian. Johnny Ray. And Mark. And you can, of course, join us online at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that we have there for you. Once again, freetalklive.com. All of the features are free, and they include things like our news updates. Get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com. Follow us via Facebook or Twitter. You'll get the most uh, interactivity with Free Talk Live on those websites uh, in that during the show we will uh, hoot, as it's called, which means we'll post simultaneously to Twitter and Facebook, sometimes questions, sometimes observations, show prep, etc., and, of course, you're free to interact there. Also, the email list is available at news.freetalklive.com, which is the best way to get all of the news about Free Talk Live without the kind of in-show 
chatter. Uh, so if you want uh, the just the news, sign up for the news list at news.freetalklive.com. And then also you can find the Twitter and Facebooks there to get even more than just the news about Free Talk Live. Uh, so once again, go to news.freetalklive.com. Terry is on the line. And uh, Terry, I, I, hopefully uh, you can forgive me. I totally screwed up the calls uh, earlier. And uh, now you're back. You were talking about patents. You had some questions about them. So go ahead with your thoughts. Well, what I was saying was, you know, I'm just a working man. I don't have a whole lot of money, you know, especially in this economy. I have lots of ideas that I'd like to bring to market, uh, you know, four in particular uh, that I know a couple of them would be, you know, highly competitive with some of the big corporations, such as, you know, stuff for the baby industry. Uh, I also have, you know, an app I'd like to bring out and, and just different stuff, you know, uh, some toys and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But as, you know, just uh, working stiff, how do you uh, go about, you know, what suggestions would you guys have to for someone to try to bring something out? I mean, you know, like I was saying, patents or, or trademarks or all that is, so expensive to even try to get started to try to get a trademark. Well, this goes right uh, back to uh, what Mark was saying earlier when we had the caller earlier who was like, I'm a conservative libertarian and I think patents are a great idea because it helps innovation. And your example is a perfect real-life example of how the patenting system gets in the way of innovation and is intimidating. Uh, I can't relate because I've never done the research, but it sounds like you have. I can relate in a different way that I've researched what it takes to start a radio station, and it's a crazy labyrinth of regulations and fees and applications, and you need to have an attorney to make sense of it all. And, and that's really what this is all about. The patents aren't so much about protecting the inventor as, as they are about giving work to attorneys. I mean, really, that's essentially the the gist of patent law is that you can't navigate this system as an average person. It's so confusing. You have to have an expert. Now, I don't know if you have to. Maybe there's some other way that you can do it. But like, so I I can't be of much assistance to you besides commiserating in that you're not the only person who's going through this. It's not just people that are inventors. It's people that want to run their own business. Uh, Just trying to start a business can be daunting. Trying to Figure out what all the paperwork is that you allegedly need, or the permits and the bribes that you have to pay. It's very difficult. Well, you know, I mean, I've I've caught bits and pieces before of, uh, on di- not just your show, but other shows where I've always missed out on on what the information is. I know that there's some things out there, community type uh, programs, as far as like uh, internet, you know, where people get together and they uh, help get ideas to market and stuff like that. I didn't know if that you guys were familiar That's with That's where I would like look. That. I mean, I would start by searching, you know, I would start by Googling for something like uh, how to be success, you know, a successful inventor. Uh, but here's what I would avoid. I can tell you what to avoid. And this is something that we learned several years ago on Free Talk Live from somebody. Uh, I'm going to turn you down just a little bit there. There's a lot of, lot of noise in your line. Uh, but uh, something that we learned on this show from somebody who had the experience at going through this was those patent there are companies out there <clears throat> excuse me that will market themselves to you as though inventors call us now for your free patent guide you call 1-800-XXXXYYY we'll get still send this to you right away it'll be absolutely free and it'll tell you how you can make the most money possible off your invention we'll help you every step of the way we're on your side inventors and uh, i don't know what the name brand is but there was one of them that was advertising pretty heavily on television and radio uh many many years ago i remember those commercials yeah so, it doesn't mean that every one of those places is uh you know a bunch of crooks but 
but it doesn't mean that they're crooks. However, buyer beware in this case. The way they work, as I understand it, from what we were told by somebody that allegedly went through this process, is that they'll sell themselves. No, to the somebody inventors. did go through the process, and we know. Oh, right. Okay. So, uh, anyway, the way it works is you sign up with this company, you sign some agreements, and they're going to agree to market the invention at trade shows and things like that. Oh, we love your invention. This is great. Yeah, come on board. We'll uh, we'll market it for you. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it may cost a little bit of money, but it's going to it's gonna make it big. We just know this is gonna this is gonna be great. And so then they come back to you later on after allegedly putting this money into whatever uh, they've done into marketing that you've apparently consented to, uh, taking it to trade shows. And it costs money to to go to trade shows. It costs money to print up brochures and you know make uh, make I guess pre pieces or pre release kind of uh, product. So they go through all this and then they come back to the inventor and they say, "Oh, Terry." We're sorry it it just didn't work out. I mean, we we spent all this money and and uh, $8,000 uh, Terry, we spent all this money and we went and we we marketed it and, and just nobody bit. Uh, we couldn't get any manufacturers to bite on this. Uh, tell you what. Here's what here's what we're going to do. I, we know it's you've got you don't have a lot of money because this is what they're marketing to, right? They're marketing to the the poor inventor who's just trying to, you know, make it. And uh, look, Terry, we know that uh, you you don't have a lot of money. Uh, how about this? We'll go ahead and waive the eight thousand uh, dollar fee if you go ahead and and sign over the intellectual uh, rights to your invention, Terry. Uh, what do you say? We'll just go ahead and waive the fee, and then you know Call we're just day. yeah we're just going to sit on this. I mean, you know, maybe it'll be something in the future, but it just doesn't look like the market's ready for it right now. What do you think? Yeah, that's you know that's about how most scams work. Right, so the invent, the and in- then what they do after that? Now they've got your intellectual property, the patent behind it, right? And then they just go sue anybody who who has anything that looks similar to it, and that's how they make their money. It's they're called patent right. trolls, right? It's it's not, it's not a, it's just a, a lawyer and company. It's not a internet. It's not an invention company. No, and and how you know how successfully they uh, or how strongly they actually attempted to market the product is uh, is up for question. Uh, but ultimately, the the result is the inventor leaves dejected from the whole process like they just spent all this time mm-hmm. all this effort this is their, right, right. their grand idea and now nothing came out of it they feel like they've lost they feel like they've failed even maybe the invention would have worked had it been marketed properly maybe had a real marketer step forward it for it it would have worked out but these guys were scamming people essentially and it's all completely legal right and they don't have any intention of creating this stuff anyway they're just going to wait around for somebody else to right. create it and then or for the inventor the to go them. out and, and try to recreate and then they'll go after the inventor. Yep, they just go point. around suing people. So uh, that's all I can really tell you is be careful out there. There are predators uh, who are looking to get your ideas and sit on them and then prevent them from ever coming to market under the us. One more question and yeah. I'll take your answer off, off there. Um, how do you feel versus you know, trademark, you know, I mean, versus patent? I mean, do you, do you kind of feel that's pretty much along the same lines as the patent? I mean, as far as if somebody wanted to trademark a specific brand name what what have you no i think a trademark is thank you terry for the call and thoughts i think a trademark is a legitimate thing i mean it is uh you know it's something you do in order to brand your company and so that people can recognize it and i think if somebody uses a trademark uh, your trademark that they're uh, they're lying to your customers. They're defrauding your customers, and that the that your customers in that circumstance so, have the right to to uh, you know they have a tort. I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, what about okay? 
local example, Mark, there's a place in Massachusetts called Denny's. Okay. And it is not the Denny's you're thinking of. Okay. It is a sh- restaurant. So it is a restaurant. Is a word, Ian. Just because some restaurant opens up and calls themselves Ian's doesn't mean you have to change your name. Okay. Um, so, so I could call something Coca-Cola and that'd be fine with you? I think that you're going to have trouble with Coca-Cola's uh, lawyers over it, but all in all... I'm asking you, Mark, not their not their lawyers. Yeah, like if you make a can that has uh, block letters uh, that don't look anything like Coke and it's... Uh, Stand it, by. Let's continue this conversation in sure. a moment. What if I use one of their old logos? 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio, podcast, satellite, webcam, and our live streams. But did you know you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere? Add this number to your phone, 213-493-0308. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Listen Lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 213-493-0308. That's 213-493-0308. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain, but enough time for you and your thoughts if you dial in now. 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com with you tonight, Ian. Johnny Ray. And Mark. Hey, like the show? Want to help support Free Talk Live? You can become an amplifier. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. What we'll do is we'll take five bucks a month in from you and then invest that money into Free Talk Live so we can get on more radio stations. Uh, In fact, going to have a new station to announce here in the next couple of days. Excited about that. It's actually going to be not that new because we've had them before. So one of our uh, affiliates is coming back to uh, rejoin the Free Talk Live happy family of uh, over 110 radio station affiliates across the country. Uh, So we'll tell you more about that once that uh, actually occurs. And uh, actually, this hour of the show should be heard on our new affiliate tomorrow if everything goes well. So, hey, we'll we'll officially announce things once everything's confirmed. But uh, it's the AMP program that makes this happen. It's the AMP program that sends Mark and myself to uh, industry conventions where we get to schmooze with the the industry bigwigs. And actually, it was at an industry convention many years ago on the West Coast that I had met the program director for this very radio station. So going to those events... And being able to press the flesh as it uh, as it is with with people makes a difference. Makes you know, a difference. It really does make an impact. And it's the Free Talk Live AMP program that makes that possible. You get perks too, like access to the AMP only call in lines, AMP only podcast uh, forum. You get your name on our wall of uh, of amplifiers over at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Breaking news: uh, the candidate for the Green Party has been arrested along with her running mate. Uh, outside of Hofstra University this evening uh, after an attempt to enter the debate grounds. And there's video footage of the arrest happening here. Jill Stein is her name. We've mentioned her a couple times in you know conversations we've had about uh, third parties uh, in this yep. country and how they're being shut out of the debates. And I have to say that uh, Gary Johnson, I don't know if he was invited to be part of this protest, 
But if he was and said no, he dropped the ball on this. This could have been some some good publicity for him had he been there with uh, Jill Stein. Do you remember back in 2004, Michael Badnarik, the Libertarian candidate, and David, uh, whoever he was, David, the Green Party candidate. David, I forget his last name. But anyway, the, both the Libertarian and the Green Cobb. Party candidate. What's that? Cobb? Cobb? Yeah, that sounds like it. Uh, both Libertarian and Green Party candidates for president in 2004's election were arrested for a similar trying to get into the debates crime, and I don't know what they call charge them with disorderly conduct or something like that. It would have to be, but something like that. You know, that's a good way to get your name into the press. In this case, uh, headlines are popping up all over the place talking about Jill Stein and how she was arrested at the debate. And it's a it's obviously a ridiculous uh, example of the police state and and how you know these. Peaceful people are simply simply being arrested for being somewhere that the the state people, the government, Republicans and Democrats don't want them to be. They're a threat. Uh, their existence is uh, essentially a threat to the event itself, apparently. And so they're stopping them physically from going in there. Now, in the in the footage, uh, the candidates are seen outdoors somewhere so they're not even yet inside they didn't even make it to the actual debate arena (laughs) like a it's like they've got some of a restraining order they can't even come near the debate according to stein's campaign press statement this from huffingtonpost.com stein and her running mate sherry honkala joined supporters outside of the hostra campus at two where stein declared we're we are here to bring the courage of those excluded from our politics to this mock debate this mockery of democracy when they started to walk onto the debate grounds, they were stopped by police officers, and then the two women sat down on the ground. Student-run news organization Long Island Report posted a video of them sitting with an officer arguing, You're blocking traffic! After Hankala stated, We want to practice our First Amendment rights. Apparently he blocked them from coming on, though. That's right. The police can be seen removing the women from the ground and leading them away. Now, they did not... Uh, from my observation of the video, they did not resist arrest. Uh, when the police came to remove them, they willingly got up and went with them. So if there are charges in this case, I don't imagine resisting arrest will be included in those charges. Uh, we've yet to, to get the details on that. But uh, according to the campaign, they, they toss were, out resisting arrest. Uh, well, you thought about not liking being arrested, so that's resisting. They were then arrested. Press contact Glenn Turner confirmed to Huffington Post that Stein was arrested and as of early Tuesday evening was still in jail, charged with disorderly conduct. Mm. Earlier in the day, Stein told Philadelphia Weekly that despite some butterflies in her stomach, she says we're prepared to be arrested in the service of democracy and a future that serves us all. Now, of course, I'm no fan of the idea of democracy. Uh, It's just two wolves and a sheep deciding on dinner. But... All that said, I can appreciate what Ms. Stein uh, and her running mate have done in this case, and that is they made a stand for something they believed in, uh, and that is open debates, allowing other people— I can't imagine how anybody disagrees with this. I mean, really? You don't want to hear your presidential candidates debate against some other people with some other ideas? Hofstra's where—she was at the presidential debate tonight. That's correct. That's where it's happening tonight. Well, you got to have rules about who's going to be in the debate, and she is not included. That university, Hofstra University, is not hers. Maybe she'll pay for it. It might as well be. It's government funded. 
Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, but but she has no she has no control over Hofstra University. The Commission on Presidential Debates is an organization founded by Republicans and Democrats. I mean, there's this is a public event. I I agree with you, Johnny, that they've made the exclusion look as legitimate as they can. But do, who do you think's being harmed here? Not the Green Party and not the Libertarian Party. It's the American people. They're just getting. The choice between two crap sandwiches, and it's being told it's being called fair and just. I don't know what to tell her. It's just something that I wouldn't do. You wouldn't do you this. Know if why? You, what, what do you mean? What? I, I wouldn't try to crash a debate. Why? Because I don't think there's any hope for people who take the debate seriously and who take the things that people say at these debates you're seriously. saying so if someone's watching this debate they're not even somebody you want to market to yes that's what i'm saying i don't agree i, I disagree entirely i mean the people that found ron paul um there's a lot of them that have picked up and moved for the free state project a lot of them have come across the ideas of liberty they saw him on tv a, right? essentially somebody who would be watching the debate i mean it's the same kind of person you never person know who engaged. you're going to reach i mean these are well watched these debates and there were uh, more people watching the no it was a I think it was a fifth of the Super Bowl or something like that. I don't know. The last debate was well There are watched. a number of people that watch, watch these things, it and up. it doesn't mean that everyone watching is some vacuous uh, moron who is not you know, going to be interested in the things that someone else might say. And I think that in her case, this was a brilliant campaign move. Now, we know from past examples it's not going to be enough to help her in the, vo- the vote totals probably. I mean, not any significant amount. But it is a way for her to get publicity for her campaign and therefore her ideas and the Green Party's ideas in this case. People are going to see this story and they're going to want to know, wait, what? There's, a, there's another presidential candidate? I mean, there are people out there whose paradigms are so restricted as far as politics are concerned that they don't even know there are third parties. So to do something that puts you on the radar like this, I fully support politicians doing more of this. I wish we saw more disobedient politicians. I mean, you talk about mixing the uh, the, the activism forms. What a neat idea, because uh, a lot of times people in politics don't like the idea of civil disobedience and, and vice versa. But uh, you know, I think you can combine the two for uh, to a great effect. Because if you have that figure, you know, if you've got that national uh, renown to some extent and you engage in civil disobedience, it becomes more newsworthy simply because of, of who you are. Does anybody know who's hosting tonight's presidential debate? Uh, Hofstra University. I'm not sure if you mean like a corporation sponsor or something. I mean like a media, a media. Usually Johnny NPR Ray. is there. If you're looking to tune into it, uh, NPR usually attends and broadcasts all of them. This debate was watched by 58 million people. The last one or this one tonight? The, the last. No, no. It's it's markedly declining after that. But the first mm. one um, where supposedly Mitt Romney won was watched by 58 million people. That's like a sixth that's huge. Or, or somewhere, you know, it, it's a of, of the voting public. It's it's a it's, tremendous. It's amount. probably like a quarter of the uh, you know, potential voting or, or more. Oh, you mean potential? The potential ones aren't going to vote though. So I mean, yeah. you're probably going to have maybe 150 thousand people vote in this election. Million. What's that? 150 million, million um, people vote in this election, and 58 million watched it. That's to me, that says that's a good thing, and that's a platform that the ideas of liberty should be on. Stein advocates have been upset over her exclusion from the main debates. According to Politico, the Bipartisan Commission on Presidential Debates stipulates that a candidate must garner at least 15% in national polls in order to participate. And there are other stipulations on there as well, but that's the big one. That's the hurdle that you're just not going to get over, and, and they know it, and that's why they set that, uh, that bar so high.
So if Ms. Stein or Gary Johnson uh, could possibly poll at 15% or greater, then they could, in theory, be allowed into these debates. But of course, oh yeah, the polling organizations don't even ask about them. I've had two polling organizations call me on the landline here in the studio, and not a single one of them gave me Jill Stein or Gary Johnson as a choice. It was either Barack Obama or uh, Mitt Romney or other, or in the first case, it was just Barack Obama or Mitt Romney. There is no choice for a third-party candidate. So how the hell are they supposed to poll at 15% in the first place? See you tomorrow night. Online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. A science fiction comic adventure from Big Head Press. Quantum Vibe. It's year 2523. There are colonies on Venus, Mars, and Mercury. People travel in bubbles, fly at hyperspeed. With brain implants and artificial gravity. A scientific genius and his clever assistant set out on an adventure through the solar system on a secret mission to find the key to access new frontiers and save liberty. Quantum Vibe. There's a robot girl and zany creatures made with genetically engineered features. And corporate villains crave the opportunity to steal a profit from others' ingenuity. A scientific genius and his clever assistant set out on an adventure through the solar system.